powered by Sky River Casino. Sky's the limit on 98 Rock. Hey, welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D and there's Nelson. Kyle off to do his sports show down the hall. The only people that understand me are my, my people at the, bur- uh, the Bureau. I'm you. <laughs> sure. He's so I, excited you're here, he can't even get it out. I, you know, I'm sitting here talking with Special Agent Crosby Brackett, and I'm, I'm sitting here going, you know, telling him stories. I told him the story I told earlier <laughs> today on the show about the guys at the grocery store and whatnot. He doesn't look at me as I'm crazy, right? Because everything is up for grabs, correct? Right? He's just being I'm, polite. I'm actually assessing you. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> well, that's interesting because I was assessing you as you were listening to his story, and I did <laughs> notice to your credit, Agent Buck Wagon cover, Thank you. Bailey, I did notice when you said about the dropping of the bag and not looking up, his eyes kind of got a little wider, like he was uh, giving you like a heads up, like you know what, I, like he was you impressed. might be on to something. Was that there. that impress you? The the bag thing when it, it, uh, did. it did, right? See, see, that's not something a neophyte would know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I've like got this uncanny born ability. Oh God, to, be, to sniff out the bag, guys. To, to be in the bureau. I'm telling you. Unfortunately, I'm 48, and there's not much use for me over there. <laughs> Could you give him a waiver for his age? He, he might get a waiver. Oh, you might get a waiver. <laughs> All right, well, we might have to put that together sooner than later. Um, it's legal to lie, right? You can lie. Yeah. yeah so, okay, just making sure. Like, I am so good at that, by the way. I am really good you liar. Might, you might get a waiver, he said. <laughs> so uh, one of the things we talked about, this class that I go to um, every week over at the FBI headquarters is a civilian class that uh, we go and we learn about the FBI and, you know, everybody thinks they know about the FBI just because of what you might see on TV or read on the Internet or so on and so forth. But I promise you, you, you probably don't. I mean, they do such great work. It is absolutely fascinating and amazing how our freedoms are saved on a daily, if not hourly basis by the people at the FBI. You have no clue. Absolutely zero clue. I don't have any clue other than the clues that I get from this class. But one of the topics of conversation that we had uh, sir, was the civil rights matters, and I, it was fascinating. It was a little uncomfortable, a little awkward, as as the conversation usually is when you have different races in a room. Um, but it was a good conversation and an important conversation to have. If you had to kind of sum that up for our audience right now listening, what would be the message that you would want to tell them about what the FBI does with civil rights matters today? Okay, well, I think it's probably uh, an important talk of topic, particularly at this time, uh-huh. um, with everything going on over in Israel. Yeah. We, um, like many um, terrorist incidents, um, we there ends up being a lot of um, discourse in, in society sometimes over it. You know, um, sometimes other people that with like-minded thinking of the terrorist decide, you know, it motivates them to attack or um, go after other people. Uh, but also, on the other side, um, people that were attacked um, sometimes feel it's okay to now um, go ahead and um, really say, Rebuttal. See, seek, yeah. seek retribution. It, and it so, was, um, it, we normally see an increase in civil rights um, offenses after that. I can say this, that um, no matter which side you're on, the FBI will investigate it if it involves violence or a threat of violence against a certain person because of their ethnicity. And not just race. and not just violence, but also the vandalism part comes into play. And we had different exercises that you that you that you all gave the class 
uh, and we had to kind of figure out if this would be a civil rights matter right. or not. Uh, and, and for the most part, they were cut and dry. But when you interfere with someone's place of worship through vandalism, you know, that is that's a crime. It's a crime. Yeah, it's a hate more crime. More important, a hate crime. Uh-huh. Right? So, yes. Thank you. Yeah, it is a hate crime. And so once you add that civil rights component, does it automatically elevate it to the federal level? Not automatically. Okay. In fact, in California, they have very strict hate laws uh-huh. in California, unlike many states sure. where the federal system gets stricter to punishments in other states. So a lot of times um, hate crimes in California, we do defer to um, local and state investigators because they will get a stricter punishment um, many times. But it's something we assess with the prosecutors. And if sometimes if it's an offense, um, we believe should be prosecuted. And the federal system will get a stricter um, sentence. They will prosecute it federally. But it's really up to the U.S. Attorney's Office if they want to do that. And it's not always cut and dry. And actually, there's a lot of gray when it comes to what would be considered a hate crime. I know I asked a few questions regarding a scenario. Not It, it wasn't a real scenario, but just something that was in my head. Well, if you have two individuals, you know, because like when people get angry, they have a tendency to scream slurs. Right. And I mean, maybe it's just a, an 80s thing or whatnot, because there's a gentleman in there. He was like, man, back in the day, that's what you did. And he's right. I know it sounds silly because I saw a couple of people laugh, but he's absolutely correct. But to say that out loud, people don't understand it or they don't want to admit to it. So you will scream. Usually it's the gay slur. Mm-hmm. And I asked, I said, is that a hate crime? If you get into a, a physical altercation with somebody, not prior, but in the middle mm-hmm. or even afterwards, you scream that whether they are it or not, would that be a hate crime? And that was still kind of a gray that was, area. That's definitely a gray area. Um, the attack has to be motivated based on the hate, based on a characteristic mm-hmm. such as you know, race, ethnicity, uh, gender identity, sexual orientation, sure. gender. So you actually have to prove that that was the motivating factor for the the attack. If something else happened before that and they were already fighting based on the incident that happened before that that had nothing to do with those protected characteristics, then it's likely not a hate crime. Do you get a lot of people that don't understand how the hate crimes work they're just screaming hate crime because they think it's a hate crime when it's not? I mean, that is true. Um, The First Amendment protects speech in the United States, so we get a lot of complaints about um, people spewing hate um, or, you know, particularly online uh, with social media, people um, saying, you know, basically saying things about other races, other religions, and so forth. But if there's no violence, if there's no threat of violence, then there's nothing the FBI can do about it. It's a protected First Amendment uh, activity. Um, as Not a crime. It's just somebody talking about you. Correct. But, well, but see, here's the, here's the scenario. is like, like Say you go to a church mm-hmm. and you have a slur ver- against whatever religion that is and, or, you know, and, you, and you spray paint it on the church. Okay. Yeah, now that's a crime. That's a hate crime. Why? Because it's vandalism. Because it's vandalism. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, if you were to go and stand out like those idiots uh, with the what's the Fred Phelps Church, right? You know, and and you have that sign, mm-hmm. and you're standing on public property saying the exact same thing. Just no crime being committed. No crime being committed, right? right? 
Yeah. Isn't that, it's kind of weird, right? It is, but it makes sense. I understand the <laughs> vandalism is the crime, not what you're actually saying or even what you wrote. But you add hate crime to the vandalism. Mm. Yeah. So basically, um, anything that's a hate crime would normally be a crime if there wasn't a um, element of bias involved in it. So it's all, so basically they're always a crime, not in every situation, but it's always a crime essentially, and it's just elevated. It's like a kick, a hate kicker. You know what I mean? It We're is adding. like a hate it's kicker. Added uh-huh. charge, right? Correct. Yeah, makes sense. So what's protocol if somebody feels in any race, in any religion, can experience a hate crime? Even though I said this earlier, and I learned this from from class, is that there is a community that obviously experiences hate crimes more than most, which is Correct. the African American community. Correct. Um, but what is protocol if somebody thinks they experienced it? Do they go straight to the FBI, fbi.gov slash Sacramento or on Twitter at FBI Sacramento? Or do they go to local law enforcement first? Um, well, it, it really depends. You can report it to both. Um, I would say if you, your life is an immediate uh, threat, then you should definitely call 911 mm. and they will respond right away. The FBI isn't set up to respond right away, but um, certainly we'd like to get complaints of hate crimes, and that way we know about them, and we can look into them and certainly work with our local and state partners to address those. And and even better, you can call 1-800-CALL-FBI or submit a tip at tips.fbi.gov. I know it's a lot, but we'll have that on our social media. I'm sure if you Google FBI Sacramento, it'll have all that information uh, there as well. Uh, on a regular basis, like roundabout percentage number wise, what do you what do y'all get over there weekly, monthly, as far as hate crimes and complaints go? I mean, it's hard to say. It's it there's ebbs and flows. Um, I think just this week we've gotten. So it had uh, to be an uptick. Recently. Yeah, there's definitely an uptick this week. Um, I think just yesterday we we probably got almost a dozen just yesterday. Uh, Can you say what they were? Like, do you know, was it more towards Middle Eastern, Muslim? You know, is it changing because of what we're seeing on TV? Yeah, most of it is um, related to the uh, Israel, um, Palestinian, Israel, Hamas uh, situation overseas. And and, and then you see the story, and I forget which state it was, where the crazy guy kills the the kid, you know, with an, you know, and it was hate based, you know, because of. And, and that's that's part of the power of the media for the bad is that it starts to get people, you know, especially that live in fear and which most of us do to an extent, you know, then you you're like, OK, you know, and I'm reading too much online and it makes you do horrible, horrible things. Yeah, and, and a lot of the complaints we get are people spouting off on social media. Somebody sees a post and they report it to us. Mm-hmm. That's the, probably the most common complaint we we get in this realm. How, how often because people are stupid. They'll post these things on social media. And I know the conversation is always had about your First Amendment rights on social media. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. They are private entities, and they can block it, take it off, and ban you or whatever the case may be, just like we can do on our social media. That's not your First Amendment right. But if they allow it, you can say it. The problem is, well, it's a problem in general, but the problem is is when it gets to the actual aggression part, the physical part, that's when the FBI goes back and looks at your digital footprint and puts a case against you, right? Correct. Yeah. So you got to keep, I mean, that happens, I'm sure, often, you know, for, for people that are posting that stuff. It is. And that's a difficult thing, um, even for supervisors in the FBI, deciding, you know, when something comes in, 
sometimes it's it's really in a gray area. There's a person there who's sparting off, and you can tell they have a hatred towards a certain group, and you're very worried that they might do something. But if there's no incitement of violence, um, they're not encouraging others to commit violence, they're not saying they're going to commit violent acts, then sometimes then we have to close it because they have a First Amendment right. And certainly uh, we took we all took an oath to protect the Constitution of the United States, and that's what we have to do. And the really bad guys know how to, like, pervert that, don't they, and skirt that line. They do. They mm-hmm. do. It's, it's really interesting. You know, I thought about this um, when this part of the, the class was happening on Tuesday is how important, you know, you look at your resume for a job. But, you know, we're never taught this as kids for maybe a little bit, but it's not harped on as far as everything that we do, especially now with social media, ever since the inception of it with MySpace or Friendster, right, is a digital footprint that is the resume of your life. So if something were to happen at any point in your life, and we all change throughout the years, you guys can go all the way back to that and say, oh, so if you if you get if you got a, a you know we've got a, a clean record and something happens and you're like no 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 that was not the then you're clear but you go back and you're spewing stuff even if you think it's funny that's going to come back and bite you right potentially could yes yeah and nothing's ever really deleted is it no right <laughs> no yeah, even if you wipe it. your feed right mm-hmm. Twitter still has a, a copy of it somewhere true yeah yeah you got any questions uh, for a special agent Brack before we let him go Nikki no no. He answered them all. Yeah. You look frustrated. You look angry. How do I look angry? I don't know. Is it I'm a, not angry. Is it an anomaly? No. No, no anomaly? I learned what an anomaly was oh because gosh. of finding Nemo. You're going to do that in front of the FBI? <laughs> yeah. He oh, needs to look into that. I'm sorry. I'm I need you, I wasn't thinking. I need you guys to look into finding Nemo, please. It's spewing <laughs> false information to people like Nikki. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for coming in. I, I cannot tell you. These guys can. Like, Every day, every Wednesday when I come in, I'm all I'm talking about is this class. Mm-hmm. He loves the class. It is. And, and I can't sit still. And this thing's three hours long. I'm sitting still. No phone, no watch. I'm just eyes up, jaw dropped every single time. So thank you for doing this class. Now, this class is not just for me. This is a class that the FBI puts on in different Oh, now he'll say it because he's sitting across yes. from you. I just like it to be known on the record, special agent, that we set it straight as he tries to misrepresent sometimes don't tell him that <laughs> I don't, I don't wanna... oh we can't tell him your stuff we can tell him mine yes absolutely no, no. uh 1-800-CALL-FBI for any tips or tips.fbi.gov and uh fbi.gov sacramento slash sacramento on twitter at fbi sacramento special agent crossy bracket thank you so much sir thank we appreciate you. it all thank right you me. all right give us a minute here. hang on the daily show